0: So dear brothers and sisters, you're all very welcome to this Holy Mass today. Great to see and hear so many kids around the place. That is wonderful. That is the future of the church. So it's great that we have a little sub-choir. We have our choir and our sub-choir uh, singing away as well. Fantastic. Um, you may have noticed, for those of you who aren't Irish, or if you ever spend some time abroad and you come back to Ireland, we have this uh, very strange way of reacting to being given a gift. Right. If you ever, like, especially people, I'm not sure if if the younger generation do this anymore, but uh, my parents' generation absolutely would. So you arrive at someone's house with an apple tart, right? And you say, "So here, Bridie, I just we got you a tart on the way, or I made you a tart this morning." What's the reaction? Oh, you're terrible. You're awful. Oh, stop. What were you thinking? Do you know what I mean? And the reaction is kind of. Negative. I don't know why we do that. Why do we do that? Do you know, someone gives you a g- oh, you're awful. Oh, stop it. Stick away from me. Take it away from me. <laughs> when what you actually mean is that's very kind of you. Thank you. I appreciate the gesture. That's what you actually mean. What you say, you're awful. You're terrible. Take it away from me. Oh, what were you thinking? It's a strange kind of a, a strange kind of a thing. Now, um, what we say isn't necessarily what we mean at all. You know, it's just this, this, this. this. I remember uh, I, I give this story. I told the story before of um, uh, a parish where, where I was for a while, and um, a lady came to me and full of compliments for the other priest in the parish, right? So, oh, isn't Father, we call him Father Jerry, isn't Father Jerry amazing? Isn't he absolutely fantastic? Isn't he absolutely great? Lovely, quick mass, isn't he absolutely fantastic? Oh, marvellous! Where would we be without him? And then kind of leaves it like that and walks away. And I was thinking, yeah, he, he is—he's is a good priest. I'm very. She was trying to get at me. Wow. I, 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 yeah, because I mean, like the full i mean—and by the way, she never, she ordinarily wouldn't be complimentary at all if you knew the lady. Um, she was actually trying to get at me for my mass being slightly too long. That was the point. I thought, wow, like we are—we're—we're we're, we're a bit twisted at times the way we use words. We say one thing, but we mean something completely different. Do you know, it's an an odd kind of a thing. Is this an Irish thing? I don't know. I think Americans, we have an American here uh, this year, and she finds us a strange species. Um, She finds it very difficult to understand what we mean at all at times, because what we say very often isn't what we mean. In our gospel today, the Lord says something which... Is, is fairly obvious, okay? <clears throat> he says, no one lights a lamp to put it under a tub. They put it on a lampstand where it shines for everyone. Or a city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. Okay, I mean, these are fairly, fairly obvious things. But then he goes on to say, in the same way, your light must shine in the sight of men. So your light, what, what, what's he talking about? Your light. The light of faith. So your faith must shine in the sight of men. Okay? Now, again, be, be careful with that, because depending on, on your generation, depending on when you were born, that can ha- actually seem to have different meanings. Okay? So back in the 40s, 50s, maybe 60s, probably into the 70s, uh, it may have been that people used their faith as kind of a, kind of a boasting point. Uh, how often they went to Mass, or how often they prayed, or how often they went to Lourdes, or wherever it may be. It may have been something to actually boast about. I mean, I remember when I was growing up, I w- we would have known the families in the town that didn't go to mass, right? So in the, up to the 90s, like, everyone would have known, oh, there were the Kellys there from High Street. They don't go to mass, right? And everyone knew because everyone went. So it was it just, again, well, was not necessarily being judgmental. just a just a fact. Like the, even, like, Ireland has changed so much today. You go into schools now and you're introduced to, you know, some first-year named Ivan y Oh, like, obviously not of Irish descent. That's, it's, it's fine. It's just when I was growing up, there was one foreigner in the school. She came from England. <laughs> you know? And that was it. Apart from that, born and raised Irish. That was our experience. Our cultural experience was so narrow. All we knew were Irish people. And in my, in my experience, Irish, basically Irish Catholic people. Culture has radically changed in the last couple of decades. So we have to kind of, we have to kind of catch up with all of this. So when the Lord is saying... That our faith must shine in the sight of men. He is not saying we should boast about our faith. As in, he's not saying we should rub people's noses in it, we should be triumphalist or anything like that. Not at all. But he is saying that we should witness humbly to the gift of faith that we have been given. That we should witness humbly to the, we have to witness, as in give example to the faith, the gift of faith that we have been given. And why should we do this? So that seeing your good works, the people who see you may praise you, is it? That they may praise you? No, that they may praise God. That they may praise God. So they see your good works. They see your generosity. (coughs) They see your willingness to forgive. They see your selflessness. And it makes them think of God. And this is where we're going back to what we were saying earlier, how we can be a bit... Uh, contrived in our words at times we have to do all of these good things uh, and, and be helpful and generous and forgiving and merciful and all of that but all for the glory of God that's the difference between what what God asks us to do and what maybe the world asks us to do today like in these uh, the world doesn't tell us to be bad people but it tells us to do everything of your own strength be all that you can be dig deeper You know, be the best that you can be which isn't the worst thing but the problem is That completely excludes any help from God. You don't need God's help. Dig deep. Be all that you can be. Be a self-made man. Self-made woman. Okay? But what happens when you actually hit your limits? What happens when you actually can't anymore? The world's solution is just dig deeper. Just try harder. But what what if you've tried your hardest? What if you haven't got any more to give? Well, just try harder. That's not a solution. For us Christians, it's different when we have to forgive, when we have to love, when we have to be charitable, and we have to keep a marriage together when it's really, really challenging. Our source of help isn't us. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our, our source, our strength doesn't come from mere human effort. It comes from God. And so then we know... That, that it was God that kept our marriage together it was God that gave me the grace to forgive to love to whatever it was in my life and in seeing my good works then people praise God because if I'm super generous of my own effort people will praise me and that's useless to be you know to be patted on the back and applauded so what so what whereas to do things out of the grace of God for the greater glory of God that might actually inspire someone to change their life. That might actually inspire someone in their turn to forgive or be merciful or be charitable or keep a family together or be faithful or start praying. People need our example. People rely on your example, especially for for parents, especially your children. They'll believe what you do more than what you say. And I've heard from so many uh, men as well That when they saw their dad kneel down in prayer. When they saw their father, who was the biggest man they knew, who was the strongest man they knew, who was the wisest man they knew. When they saw that man, their dad, kneel down in prayer. Then there's someone bigger than my dad. My dad kneels before, before someone. My dad kneels before God. And that example is just so powerful for a young man. To see The example of a father kneeling before God, kneeling in prayer, kneeling in humility. So our example matters. The faith that has been given to us, it's it's not a private thing that we can just shove under a bed and take it out when when we need it, take it out in, in time of bereavement, take it out in time of financial difficulty and then put it back in under the tub when we don't need it anymore. That's not the way it works. Our faith must hang. To give light to others. Hang on a lampstand. So, dear brothers and sisters, we have a job to do, each one of us. In the rebuilding of the church, in the renewal of the church, each one of us has, has something to do. It's not all lay people, it's not all religious, each one of us has a role in the renewal and the, the, the preserving of our faith. You and I are called to be witnesses. You and I are called to give an example to this wonderful, life giving, hope giving faith. That we have been blessed to receive. So we ask the Lord today to strengthen us and help us to be a light to the world and salt to the earth so that hope, joy and eternal life might be granted to us and all of those that we love. Amen.